In this very special episode, we have some great news to share. We're introducing for the very first time a brand new host, Kevin Shepard, who just joined our podcast team. In this episode, we're going to chat with Kevin about what he's excited to share on this podcast and how you can enter a special raffle that we're running to celebrate this occasion. Stay tuned. You're listening to Triangle's Making Money Personal Podcast, where we engage in real talk about financial matters that affect our community. Today's episode is sponsored by Triangle Credit Union, recently voted Best Credit Union in New Hampshire. Welcome to the Making Money Personal Podcast. It's Liz and Terry here, and we are super excited to share some of the biggest news that we've had in a while on this podcast. We want to introduce Kevin Shepard as our new podcast host. Hey, Kevin. Good morning, ladies. Thank you so much for letting me be here. If I can, I'm excited to join the team. Uh, It was an honor to be asked. Uh, I appreciate both of you very much. I've always appreciated your creativity and your character, so I'm really looking forward to this, uh, and I expect many laughs. (laughs) That's awesome, and you got us at hello. You don't. <laughs> I really appreciate all of the accolades, Kev, but like, like, hello, and it's like, you know, you're in the seat, Kev, you don't have to go any further, so thank you so much for being here, we're yes. excited. I want everyone else to know, though, Yeah, they get to listen to you, but they don't know you like I know Oh, so. that's so sweet, <laughs> that's so sweet. So, well, thank you everybody for joining, so what we're going to do for this episode is we just want to introduce you, Kevin, and we want to talk about just what you want to bring to this podcast, your experience working at Triangle, what you hope to offer here, and uh, just anything that you want to share with the listeners for your very first episode. Well, yeah. So what would you like me to start with? Well, how about we start with uh, your experience at Triangle? (laughs) You've been here for a while, right? Yes. I came to Triangle in 2009, so I've been here just over 14 years. I started as a financial service rep, and I am now the assistant manager at our Amherst location. Uh, after I had been at Amherst for a couple of years, I did also go and work in our Elliott location that we used to have, just a small closet of a branch. I remember uh, that. that. Was, yeah, That's primarily right. for the uh, employees, uh, but it was cool because there was a dunks right across the hallway. Who <laughs> wouldn't love that? Yeah, and I got the employee discount in the cafeteria, so that, nice. was, that was a awesome. nice perk. Nice. Yeah, so came back to Amherst in 2015, uh, hung out there for a few more years, and then I was promoted to the assistant manager. And, you know, right away from starting at Triangle, I had come from a credit union in California, and one of the things that impressed me most about Triangle was uh, how the CEO and the senior leadership team really – modeled for the employees what they expected. So I have mm-hmm. never had the sense that it was like corporate stuff that they were just saying, you do this, but we don't do that. Uh, even down to, I mean, again, from the CEO on down to even just whatever basic position you would say, uh, they modeled the behavior. So that was mm. one of the coolest things I noticed right away about Triangle. Uh, and also the trust that was immediate from just decisions that they would make. When they would promote somebody to a position, uh, maybe depending on how well I knew them, even if I wasn't sure about the person, I suppose, it became very clear that their their decisions were all intentional. And I don't feel like they ever made a bad decision or put somebody in a position that was like, wow, that was a mistake. Um, so I, I do have to clarify. So when you first met me, Kev, were you like, was there a big question mark that was over my head? And like, you know, just invisible, right? Like, why her? 
<laughs> why is she here? If I was going to use punctuation for you, it would be a question mark. It would, it would be more an exclamation point. <laughs> so I do have to ask, because I actually have shared this um, on another ep- uh, another episode that we did, but for somebody who has been here, we were, we were actually, we must have been hired just about the same time, because I've been here for 15 years. So... You appreciated what you saw about Triangle when you first came. Yeah. How do you feel about it now? Uh, the same. Yeah. Uh, now being in a position uh, where I have direct reports and people that I lead, it's interesting to see it from that side where you're part of creating the culture for mm. people that report hmm. to you and just uh, new hires and things, just kind of being on that other side of making decisions that impact other people. Right. Uh, it really does translate into being aware of what you're doing and being thoughtful also around that is because in the current position I have where there is some responsibility for hiring taking the care of making sure that the people that we bring on board really fit the culture of triangle yes and Mm -hmm. not to say that someone's work ethic isn't valuable and stuff like that but because culture is extremely important to every place that you work because you want to enjoy where you go to work as much as you enjoy the work uh, I've always noticed that, and now I certainly have tried to carry that into when we I, I get to be in on making hiring decisions that right. mm-hmm. uh, the, the the character of the person or uh, just what they bring from a uh, a culture and environment standpoint, so that we don't bring someone who might be a great employee, but yet you know the fit isn't quite there. right, a hundred percent. And yeah. and actually, Kev, that's exactly what I conveyed in the episode that we talked about. We were talking about culture and how I've always appreciated. Um, triangle I you know and when I, we came in we had a culture and it's evolved mm. right in my opinion it's evolved and it's becoming stronger um, in terms of you know we know um, what guides us now and um, there the communication about that in terms of our core values and our strategic anchors and and um, what we're looking for in an employee um, it's I don't know. There just seems to be a like a stronger message about that, and um, that's I I just appreciate that. So I you know I thought that probably we shared the same um, feelings about that. So yeah, yeah, and I think that's still the same. Is is again when I was hired, they certainly made a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Even now, it's always you know been... what I see over your head. <laughs> There's like an asterisk. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably accurate. That's probably accurate. Or, uh, yeah, I get the question mark because most people are confused when they talk to me. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things I, speaking about just beyond the culture that I really appreciate about credit unions in general, um, I worked for Service Credit Union back a long time ago when it was still Service Federal Credit Union. Mm. Wow. Um, so that's when mm-hmm. I was kind of introduced to credit unions. I worked there just for a couple of years, just kind of through my dad, through where he was working. They had a small branch inside his, his work that I ended up working at. Got my first exposure to credit unions there. Belonged to a couple of them myself. But uh, when I moved to California in 2004, I wound up getting a job at a credit union there. And uh, I had only been there for just about five years. But what I really noticed about credit union life and something that I really appreciate about it is... Um, just the 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 only way I can say this is the connectedness yeah and mm-hmm. that nothing against the actual individual employees of a bank 
but one of the things I appreciated about credit unions is that because it, it is intended to have a community first approach or a member first approach is that what you get out of that is that you get product services employees everything is geared towards the member experience yes. and because they are uh, what the credit union exists for mm -hmm. and so yeah. beyond just the the business part of the credit union spending a certain amount of time around people and you see them all the time you get to know them you get to know about their life you get to know about their families you get to know about their likes dislikes um, that it creates a very strong relationship yeah. and having been at triangle now over 14 years as i said uh, i have seen that same connectedness mm -hmm. and that same this isn't a word because I wrote it down and it was immediately flagged by spell check. <laughs> uh, but knowedness, you know, we mm. try to create an environment of knowedness where no member of ours is intended to be anonymous, where everybody has the same value, whether mm -hmm. you have five dollars or five million dollars. Uh, if you have five million, please come. Okay. Uh, Kevin is looking for a new best friend. <laughs> always open, always open. <laughs> But it speaks to the culture, right? Again, mm -hmm. back to the culture. It speaks to the culture of just credit unions in general. And most of the credit unions, I wasn't really at service credit union long enough to kind of really understand that. But my previous employment and then certainly being in Triangle as long as I have, um, it's just that it's more than just like the buy local kind of thing. It's yeah. a bit more than that because mm. I have the privilege of working in the same town that I live. And so I've encountered a lot of members hmm. who I see on the uh, at the school for school stuff yeah. or I see when my kids were doing sports or do theater I would see these same parents and these same people and so it just creates this connectedness that is really uh, I think one of the joys and one of the benefits and the strengths of the credit union community absolutely yeah. absolutely hmm. yeah. 100% well said awesome okay so our next question Kevin is who are you? Who is Kevin Shepard? What are some of your favorite things? Lizzie, what are some we of the need things? To flag some of these questions. I didn't. I think I missed that one. This one could go on for like two hours. <laughs> and it shall. So. <laughs> I don't know let's, if our listeners proceed. are prepared for that. Yeah, we'll abbreviate it for the podcast. <laughs> Who am I? Uh, well, what specifically would you like me to share? Well, okay. How about some of your favorite interests and your hobbies? Like, what are some things you like to do for fun? What are some things that you draw on a lot when you talk to people or you share your experiences? Well, one of the things I like to do first when I meet people is I try to be engaging through humor. I love humor. Um, You're certain, kind of funny. My <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Terry. Uh, I like to just kind of keep it light. Uh, and try to be, you know, I'm serious when I have to be, but I like to introduce humor because uh, years ago I was very kind of reserved and was never comfortable with myself. Uh, and hmm. then as I got to be a young adult and, and uh, a bit later on, just through events that occurred in my life, I've become more free with myself and I end more open to just be engaging with people because even to the point of self-deprecation or even like just teasing myself because uh, it just seems to engage people and bring people in. So that's hmm. usually how I try to be, but I can be serious when I have to be. Okay, I do have to point of clarification for my own <laughs> interest. Were you not the funniest kid in your class in high school or like middle school? Like I can just imagine little Kevin Shepard as a middle school kid. Class clown kind of thing? Well, no. 
Not no, like his humor and his wit doesn't make him a class clown. <laughs> he makes a clown out of other people. <laughs> or, and I'm not saying like I could see where you could use your humor for evil, and I don't think that you do that. No, I think no, you no. use it for good. But were you not like were you a jokester? Like I was. Yeah. I was. I think some of the humor that I had, but again, it was rather reserved, mm. and it was only sometimes it was attention grabbing. Um, just, you know, when you're a middle school kid, you're in elementary school and you're wrestling with just who you are as an individual. Sometimes my humor was more about, Hey, everybody look at me. Mm -hmm. Uh, now I try not to do that. Hmm. Um, but humor is, can be a part of who we are. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's hard to get away from that. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, but some of the things I like to do for fun, I do like to try to stay fit. Uh, the way I see it is I'm not as young as I used to be. So you either use it or lose it. So uh cardio i hate running just to run although i have appreciated jogging a bit more uh on a treadmill because you can put on the video and just go run somewhere that you'll never go and just pretend like you're going on a journey but uh, i love to play basketball it's my favorite sport uh and i do weight train so i do like to pick things up and put them down Uh, it is kind of interesting whether you knew this or not that you opened with a drum roll because I am a drummer. Oh, nice. Wow. Interesting. I, I saw a little technique there oh, when you were yeah. doing that. That's yeah. Nice. Uh, I just picked that up when I was 14 because I had a brother that was uh, is an amazing guitar player. And back then I wanted to be in a rock band. You mm. know, I wanted to be a rock star. Obviously, that didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. I don't want the rest of the life that comes with that. Sure. Uh, so most mostly I just play. Uh, I don't really get to play a lot, but I do have drums at home that I'll play on occasion. Nice. Uh, and I'll play at church when I can. Uh, and then, go ahead. Yeah, question on that. Did you teach yourself how to drum? I did, did. You did? I did. Oh, my goodness. Drumming is hard, man. It is. That's, yeah, I, that's a, I applaud that. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks. Nothing beats it. Did you learn any other instruments, too? Did you ever try guitar? or? Uh, I have. Yeah? I have. I can play some chords. Yeah, I can, but. I, if I tried to play for you, I'd really just be stringing you along. I wouldn't really. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Welcome to the Kevin Shepard Show. I knew it was coming up. I, I was like, I cannot wait until he throws a pun down. Yeah, That's sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and your dad, team. because you make jokes like that. Well, you know what's interesting is, yes, I do, and I excel at it, but oddly... I don't recall having classes with my dad about how to do dad jokes. And this is the humor humor I grew up with. Okay. And I never Hmm. sat my son down and taught him how to do this. It's just something that, for some reason, the the Shepherd family, I'll say, just picked up from whatever. It's just Hmm. ingrained in who we are. So I'm sorry to all of you who have been (laughs) subjected to my puns in the past. Uh, let's awesome. see other hobbies I am a bit of a nerd so I do like PC gaming uh, okay. I don't care how old I am I do uh, PC game and I've made connections with people through PC gaming I don't stay up till 3 a.m. and talking on the hey man let's say you know I don't do that sort of thing I do keep it under control but I do like to play a video game here and there so nice <laughs> Now you're you're into movies too, right? Movies and music. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, on any given day, depending. Let's see. If you were to say, "Hey, what's your Spotify playlist?" It really depends. It goes from uh, like worship music to I love Frank Sinatra and mm. those types of okay. guys because I like the music. I certainly like the way he sings, but I like the music of that era. Uh, or uh, this band called August Burns Red. Okay. Uh, which. 
the difference is Frank Sinatra, you can hear every word he says. August Burns Red, the music is amazing, but um, you can't necessarily make out every word they say. Mm-hmm. But So look that up, August Burns Red. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, that's we're about halfway through now, so thank you for sharing some of that stuff, Kevin. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to continue on with a little bit more about your story and, and some of the things you'd want to share. Plus, we are going to uh, mention more details about this raffle that we're going to do, so stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. It's time to take your financial education to the next level. Triangle Credit Union is excited to share we just launched our new educational website, TCU University. You'll find financial guides, tips, and resources you can use in your everyday life. Explore the website to watch webinars, view presentations, read blogs, and listen to new podcast episodes. Get financial education at your fingertips with TCU University. Visit trianglenversity.org to explore, learn, and connect. Welcome back. We're here with Kevin chatting about his experiences uh, and his favorite topics. Um, Kevin, so since you're going to be on this podcast with us, what are some important financial and lifestyle topics that you're going to be super excited to chat about? Well, obviously, we prepped for this show. We're not just going off the top of our heads. So when you ask me this question, what? <laughs> well, two of us are going to. You guys have questions? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Liz, you need to share this oh, type of Oh, my goodness. That's Terry for you. Uh, so, as I was saying, uh, I thought about this. And obviously, this is the 63rd episode, right? So, mm-hmm. I had to think. What would I say to this that perhaps hasn't already been shared? And so because the earlier topic we were talking about is my experience at Triangle and at credit unions, uh, my response to that question would be around some of the things I've seen in my time here that have really just been important to me. And and so that would be that I do work with a lot of young people. You know, I do serve Mm -hmm. as a youth pastor and I have for a lot of years. So I've seen a lot of teens throughout the years at different uh, years and particularly at the credit union what I've noticed is that they don't really teach finances or financial anything really in school and so I've often encountered young people who are uh, 15, 16, 17 even in uh, young adults in their early 20s who don't have even just some basic understandings about what credit is and why it's important Mm -hmm. to maintain credit or even about budgeting. Mm -hmm. And because working with young people is something that I have a passion for, uh, those are some of the things that I'd like to see. Uh, Just credit tips, you know, Mm -hmm. about about sometimes, because we're not, in my position, I'm not a financial advisor, so we do have to be careful about what kind of financial information we give out. Um, When they ask me things like, how can I build my credit? I try to stick to the products and services that we have that would be designed for that very thing. And so when maybe it's not a favorable decision or sometimes there's a situation where they ask for some uh, guidance about how to build a credit or even about credit tips. So then I find myself on many occasions explaining basic things about credit to a young person. I mean, I have kids that are teenagers now. My, mm. my oldest is a sophomore in college, so I've had to do the same for them. And I find that to be... A particular joy to teach them at that point because uh, they're very eager and receptive to mm-hmm. that. So, mm. yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of missing information for young people out there too when it comes to finances because, like you said, it's not really a standard educational 
tool out there right now. Like, I think that people are starting to understand more that you really need to get some type of financial education um, in there early, like for young people. But I don't feel like it's really been a big thing in the past. So we really need to focus on the young people. We need to get, build their awareness for how they can make fi- good financial decisions. One of the areas that we have, we've, we've serviced in the past, is like the credit union fairs. We've done CU for mm-hmm. Reality, which is a personal finance um, program taught either in middle school or in high school. And, you know, I always bring, I seem to bring up COVID every every episode, <laughs> but pre-COVID, we were doing these fairs um, quite often. And, you know, we, we might, again, it was a collective um, program with a lot of different credit unions, um, you know, just sponsoring uh, schools, and then we would all come together and do these, you know, do the fairs and stuff like that. I have been made aware during conversations, and I don't know, I, I can't tell you the House bill or anything like that, but apparently a House bill has been um, voted and approved for um, a financial literacy component in a high school curriculum. Awesome. For nice. um, high schools in New Hampshire. Now, nice. I don't know if that's, again, I think that that's specific to our state. So as credit unions, um, we're wondering, like, how do we support that? You know, how, you know, because in the past when we've tried to sponsor CU for Reality Fairs, you know, there is a little bit of a lift at the high school level. And these teachers and administrators are already, you know, they're overwhelmed. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot going on, right? But now that there is a requirement, a financial literacy requirement, we should be able to see uh, more opportunities for us to get back into the schools to help with financial literacy. Mm. So I'm excited, Kevin. I only bring that up because to let you know that um, you're not off base for at all and just in terms of the need that yeah. um, that is out there for these young people who are just getting launched, you know, into uh, a whole new world, right? And it's like, they don't, I know, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> Who's going to start? Oh, my gosh. Do not start singing, <laughs> right? But um, but they're, you know, we need to equip them. We need to equip them. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm pleased to hear that. Uh, throughout the years, my kids have come to me because they have some project that has to do with uh, finance or, or things, and they'll ask me questions. Or they'll want to interview me of somebody who works in the finance industry-ish. Uh, and so, again, even much like cassette tapes, kids nowadays don't know what checks are or how to fill right, one out or, or what it right. is. or right. what. And there is still a need for that, and I think there will always be a need for that. High schoolers, helping them understand really what what is behind budgeting and credit and all that is just why discipline is important. Now, high school kids understand discipline to a certain degree because that's just part of life. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to get up at a certain time. They have to have a schedule they have to keep. Those who do sports know what discipline is when it comes to coaching and training. Um, But helping them see how that crosses over into every part of their life and why even... Just because you have a piece of plastic in your wallet that, uh, you know, you can go use somewhere about uh, just the discipline behind. Well, actually, I suppose that stretches the adults, too. Just you have <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean you have to use it. So. Ouch. I think you might be stepping on a few toes. Uh-oh. There, Uh-oh. <laughs> no. Again, if you have five million, come see me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, too, um, 
kind of when you where you were going with the discipline thing is it is almost critical when you're younger to kind of get the financial discipline established because it will carry into adulthood. Those habits carry through. So the sooner you can get kids to get on board with knowing how to budget, knowing how to save, you, all the, those kinds of things, knowing how to properly use credit, the better they're going to be as they as they get older and the, the fewer setbacks they'll face probably as an adult. 100%. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I've seen yeah. more people in my time at the credit union because since we came out of National Corp, and you've seen some of those people who live very simply and they have been very disciplined in what they spend their money on that they have what they need for retirement and all those things because they choose to drive a car that might be 10 years old when they could easily afford one that's uh, mm. brand new or afford one that's perhaps more flashy and just some of those, um, I suppose that's discipline, right? Mm-hmm. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say it's also avoiding social pressures too in, in many ways. Like think of social media, right? There's a lot of influence on social media encouraging you to be showy or flashy or have the newest thing or have the most expensive thing. And I think that's a pressure people face today that, I mean, people have always probably faced pressures like this, but I feel like with social media, they may face it more. And especially with the ease at which we can buy things too online. So you see these ads or you see these influencers selling something and you're like, ooh, I like that, so I'm gonna buy it. And of course, they're not gonna make it hard for you to buy it. So that's the discipline thing is you have to kind of stop and think about it a little more so than just kind of impulsively go after these yeah, new cars, super great point fancy I... clothes, all that stuff. Listen, I did that TikTok once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the only TikTok I've ever done is the one on my wrist. <laughs> I was going to say, do you have a TikTok no, channel, Kevin? No, I don't. <laughs> Mm. No, I don't. Oh, man. Okay, cool. Well, um, so that's awesome. I think we're going to be really excited to be able to kind of tap into your knowledge there, too. And I think, too, uh, you being a parent of teenage age children, right? Yep. Yeah. So you're going to have some experience to draw on from that, too, to share with maybe other parents whose kids are either that age or maybe younger. You can kind of help advise them as well. I mean, Terry's pretty good at it already, but like, <laughs> you oh, know. there she comes. Hello. <laughs> Maybe a dad perspective. Yeah, yeah. 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 It'll be apparent once we go along. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas we need a little oh, drum. Man. What is that? No, uh, the symbol thing? We don't thing? need to call yeah. them out. We do not need to call them out. <laughs> Until you make a joke like That's that. That's right. I'll be like, please. please. Like, I want celebration. Something. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Well, okay. So what I want to do now is I just want to go over the the rules regarding this raffle that we're going to do. So we're calling this episode Kick Off with Kevin because we're just super excited to have you on. I can't say it enough, um, not to inflate your ego or anything, <laughs> but <laughs> um, we're calling it Kick Off with Kevin. And what we want to do is we want to offer a raffle to all of our listeners, a few items that Kevin himself has picked out. Uh, we're going to do three gift cards. One is Bonhoeffer's. Bonhoeffer's Cafe in Nashua. It'll be a $50 gift card to Bonhoeffer's Cafe. Um, we're going to do a $50 Triangle Credit Union Visa gift card to be used anywhere gift cards are accepted. And then a $50 Amazon gift card. So for all of our listeners, what we want you to do is we just want you to, you can enter any one of these three raffles. Um, we want you to email Podcast at trianglecu.org with a welcome message for Kevin, just saying welcome to the team or you know any thought, any well wish. And then also 
listing out which gift card you'd be most interested in entering for. You can't enter for all three. Pick one, please. Um, we'll draw three winners, one for each gift card, and then we will send them out. So this contest is running from uh, November 16th until November 30th. So awesome. Anything you want to add, Kevin? Uh, no, other than, well, I say no, then I'm about to say something. <laughs> uh, I find I'm a lot like an Amazon gift card that I'm accepted everywhere. So. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. All right, so um, I'm going to do a, what we typically refer to as a rapid fire session, but we're, we're actually not going to do rapid fire with Kevin. We're going to do a, um, an icebreaker, if you will. So we have a series of questions here. For Kev, and he's going to give us answers um, to some of the questions that we we're going to be asking. So, you ready, Kev? I'm ready. All right. What is your caffeine of choice? Caffeine of choice, coffee. Okay. Uh, my family comes from England, so I've tried tea, but I don't like tea. And okay, so <laughs> do you have a preference on your coffee? Like, is it Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, your own? I drink Dunkin' Donuts, but I put cream and sugar in it. At home, I drink Starbucks, and I drink it straight up. Wow. Okay, wow. Some diversity yeah. there. I mm. like that. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been told that you look like someone famous? And if so, who was it? Yes. Uh, it is not Chris Hemsworth. But <laughs> the, only, the only person I've been told I look like is Ben Stiller. Oh, I can oh, see yeah, that. I yeah. can For see sure. that. Yeah. For sure. I don't yeah. know what it is. <laughs> See, gestures, podcast listeners, gestures don't work because you can't see the gestures. We need to do a YouTube. We need to get Well, we can do that. We can do a a GIF with you. And, you know, I mean, we can do all kinds of things with this. This is fun. Okay, Kev. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? Easy. I would keep the Bible app. I would keep um, YouTube. And I would keep the Triangle Credit Union app. Oh, yeah. Wow. You got them all covered there. Yeah. That's well, right. that's where my account is. So <laughs> I need to have access to it. <laughs> uh, which fictional world or place would you like to visit? Uh, Narnia. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, if you want more explanation, I can give it. <laughs> if I had to think of a fictional place I would visit, uh, I would say Narnia. Awesome. What was the last country you visited outside of the U.S.? Uh, the only country I've ever visited outside the U.S. was the last country I visited outside the U.S., and that would be the Bahamas. Oh, Ooh. very nice. Yeah. Very nice. When were you there? Uh, last time I was there was last year. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to Bermuda, and I really wish we would open a branch there so I could <laughs> say I work at the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> Love that. Oh my gosh, that's the funniest <laughs> one yet. Hope Scott takes note of that. Yeah. Literally, I will be, I'll, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and start giggling about that one. The only that trouble balance. is I'd be afraid to get lost every time. I... <laughs> you just disappear. Like, where's Kevin? We don't know. I just lost him if you better try I don't know if I can recover from that one. This will awesome. be the kick out with Kevin rather than kick out. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> All right, Kev. Uh, what is your cell phone wallpaper? Cell phone wallpaper for right now and has been for a while is my family crest. Mm. Oh. Um, growing up all my life, I was uh, my grandfather was an avid genealogist before 
the internet was even around. He passed away before the internet, so he spent time going to town halls and ship registries and just tracked our family back to William the Conqueror. Hmm. So I grew up wow. hearing about this binder that my grandfather put together with our family tree. And in uh, a few years ago, my dad took all of that and digitized it and gave a copy to all his kids. And one of the things that was included was our family crest. So nice. that's, that's awesome. Very cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, all right. Last question. Would you rather live without heat or AC or social media? <laughs> Easy. I would rather live without social media because that's how I currently live. Okay. No social media at all, huh? No, I have no social media. No. Wow. Okay. Good deal. Someone say no social skills, but I have no <laughs> social media. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Awesome. Well, I think that kind of ends our questions for you, Kevin. I'm wiping my eyes because I've been laughing so hard. <laughs> um, is there anything else you'd like to share before we close out? No, just to end where I began, which is say thank you for the opportunity and the honor to be a part of this team. I know what we do at Triangle is done with a lot of thought and a lot of care because uh, the message we put out is important to our, our members, and all that we do is representative of that care. And so to be invited to be a part of this is an honor and a special opportunity to do that. And again, I can't say enough about the two of you, and I appreciate you both very much. Oh, awesome. That's thank a you, nice Kevin. note to, awesome. to end on. Yeah. Now I'm crying. Oh. Not out of laughter. <laughs> you need a tissue, Terry. <laughs> thank you, Kevin. It was great, great having you on, and we really look forward to working with you um, every every month and doing some money tips. Mm -hmm. and so, awesome. Yeah. And anyone who's listening to Kevin does also work at the Amherst branch. So pop in and say hi. Yeah. Please. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye. That wraps up this episode of the Making Money Personal Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, we would love to hear from you. Email your thoughts about this show or any other ideas at tcupodcast at trianglecu.org. Thank you to all of our subscribers. And if you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on any new episodes or money tips. Thank you for listening and have a great day.